welcome to Chewing the Fat with Melf and Grimmy. Two PTs talking about life inside and outside of the fitness industry. Welcome everyone to episode 19 of Chewing the Fat with Melf and Grimmy. And Matthew, what are we discussing today? It's how to lose a guy in 20 days. Oh, no, that's... that's how to lose a... That's a film, isn't it? It's a film, yeah. That's quite a good film, actually, as well. It, <laughs> it's how to gain a stone in 20 days. So, basically, the exact opposite of one of our previous podcasts. Well, actually, it's quite interesting, because I remember... Was it last year that, that you and one of your coaches did a, an eating challenge? That was... Uh, I remember watching that live, and that, was, that looked pretty, pretty savage, Matt. I've got to say, it's probably the worst thing I've ever done. Like I've done, <laughs> I've done some long weekends in Ibiza, and the older you get, the worse it gets. But tell you what, that eating challenge was worse than a hangover, Mike. Honestly, like. So, for those guys who who didn't see it, who didn't have the pleasure of watching you like I did, tell me just a bit about it. So, me and Ryan, uh, we we saw the Michael Phelps challenge where you where you got to attempt to eat twelve thousand calories a day, and um, because that's what he used to say he used to eat per day when he was training so we thought let's try it within an hour and <laughs> i'm telling you it's impossible oh, <laughs> it's, dear. it's just literally i was putting food in in my mouth and it felt like there was it was just full my body was full there was no yeah. room for it i was putting it, it was just coming straight back out i suppose a bit like the man v food sort of programs when you get to that wall when you hit that wall and literally like your whole world seems, seems to be coming to an end do you know what they do though do you know what they do? i didn't realize they practice during the week by eating loads of like lettuce and really high volume food to expand their stomach. That's how they manage it. What? Yeah, they eat loads of low calorie, high volume food. So they'll wow. gain lo- loads of weight. So they might have like loads of lettuce and just eat loads. And obviously the water as well, it, it oh, wow. stretches their stomach so they can eat more. That's true. Yeah. But anyway, we've been talking about eating change quite a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you know what, actually, I was, I had a quick look on the NHS website and they took out of, you know, why, uh, how to gain weight. And it's, um, they actually came out with quite a few uh, reasons. And the first one they put is an underactive thyroid. I know it's quite a, um, a debatable topic anyway, and that's to do with your thyroid gland is, is not producing enough thyroid hormones so that essentially it slows down your your metabolic rate and can lead to, to weight gain if you continue to eat the same amount of food second one was diabetes and the side effects of people who have to take say insulin to manage their diabetes next one aging i think that's quite a, a common one as we spoken in a previous podcast that as we tend to get older we it's common that we put on more weight because our muscle mass reduces because we have less muscle mass we burn less calories we continue to eat the same amount of food of other things i mean it's got like steroids you know uh, cushing syndrome basically high levels of cortisol stress and you know tiredness and sort of retention as well fluid retention so that's the sort of common things that nhs have put to us i yeah. mean what was your your take on that all these factors will make it harder to lose weight or make it easier to gain weight. But it certainly doesn't mean that you cannot lose weight if you have um, a thyroid issue or diabetes or um, you're a little bit older. I mean, what's it like, Mike? Is it a bit harder when you get a bit older? Oh, mate, it's, it's horrendous. 
like you mentioned, it, these things do make it harder to maintain a weight and easier to gain weight, but it doesn't, it's not like we're not doomed to fail. And I think that's a, the main no. thing here. Yeah. Cause you, I mean, you do get, there'll be a lot of people out there who will use it as a get out clause. Like I'm too old. I'm not going to lose weight. Don't get it wrong. You know, hormones can play a huge part in how we feel emotionally as well. Increased anxiety, depression, which can lead to stress or comfort eating. Mm. I think it's very like almost case dependent as well with all the factors you mentioned as well. It's certainly not impossible. We just have to be a little bit willing to adapt and maybe like good example, actually going completely off tangent. If I was having consultation with someone who's say 45 wants to lose weight, they're like, Oh yeah, I found it really easy to lose my weight when I was 21. I want to be that size again. Now, unfortunately it doesn't quite work that way like it it will take that little bit longer and maybe that little bit more work to get down to say that weight or you may not even get there compared to when you were 21 and as well like on the subjects of weight gain that's the thing there's nothing wrong with gaining a little bit of weight it's so like frowned upon in our industry if someone was to gain a bit of weight you know, if someone's maybe worked really hard to get in shape and they've got in this state that is a little bit leaner than they've ever been before, they've only got one way to sort of revert back to a little bit of normality. And that might be just gaining a few pounds. As long as you're not going the far end of the spectrum and regaining all the weight back again and ending back at square one. So I think people have got to be a little bit more accepting of sometimes they will gain weight. It's normal. I guess it's common to see that after a, a big transformation, a weight, a weight loss transformation, it's extremely difficult to, to then maintain it because obviously you go through the, the phase of reverse dieting and at some point you're going to gain a few pounds, whether or not it's, it's at Christmas or you go on holiday. Yeah, I find it quite common for myself as well. Like me and myself, I, I kind of end up doing these waves of about three months at a time and without even knowing, I always tend to do it. I always sort of get in shape. Um, lose some body fat, you know, at the peak of my fitness, and then I sort of revert back a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> and then repeat the process over three months. So I don't really try and sweat it too much because it's not the be all and end all to me how lean I am. Um, yeah. And you know what? One thing I find, I don't know about yourself, I find that people can get into the mind frame to lose weight, can then obviously they can revert back to gaining weight. But then it's the thought of having to maintain weight is almost not frowned upon, but they think, oh, well, it's almost like the whole bodybuilding, oh, I'm, I'm cutting or I'm, I'm bulking. Mm. There's no sort of middle ground. It's either a cut or a bulk. And it's once you're in that mind frame, then the thought of having to maintain your weight or like I think you put a post the other day on Instagram saying it's okay and maintaining is successful, which it is, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I think maintaining isn't very sexy, is it? It's no. not very sexy. Hey, getting on. Yeah, I'm just maintaining. Yeah. It doesn't sound very cool, does it? But no. You, the, the art of a good transformation or progression is down to maintenance. You know, yes. I, I mean, if I had a client, I could put them on severely poverty, low calories, excessive exercise program, probably get them down to where they wanted to in a relatively short amount of time. However, that client, when they finish, would revert completely back if we didn't put the processes in place to help that person maintain and build the habits over a period of time. I mean, getting in shape in four weeks, if you haven't already got the habits in place in order to lose weight, there's a good chance you're going to easily revert back to your old habits. 
And yeah. that's exactly what happens when people diet aggressively and they haven't spent long enough building up the good habits in order to lose weight that yeah. they just revert back to square one because they've only done it for a month. Yeah. And if they don't see the results they want, it's like, oh, what's the point? You know, the modern society we live in, everything's so quick, 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 like yeah, quick phones, quick food, everything is instant, instant. And uh, yeah, and hands down, all the clients I've worked with that have managed to really keep it off have always taken near enough about a year to build these habits and processes in place where they have a bunch of non-negotiables they do every single day that ensure they maintain their result and stay on track. But in yeah. your experience, Mike, if someone does cannot understand why they're not losing weight, where do you go first? What do you dig for as a PT? The main thing is honesty. And sometimes we complete ignorance, and that's sometimes the case. Some, you know, I, I was talking to the, an acquaintance the other day, and, and she was exactly the same thing. She was saying to me, I don't, I don't understand it. I'm, I'm out doing 10,000 steps a day. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm eating healthily, as she would say. I was like, okay, well, I said to her, well, let's look at what is there, is there one thing that you do every day which you can think of which might affect it? And she thought for about half a minute and she went, oh, you know what? I guess it could be down to the fact I always have maybe six to eight biscuits in the evening. You can see in her face, it was genuine ignorance. It's just that she didn't understand the, perhaps the calorific value of those I think they were yeah. digestives and some as simple as if you were to reduce that to three, you know, you may see a change over the next couple of weeks. Ignorance or just be honest, you know, is there something else that they're not aware of that they're doing? Yeah. Or something they believe to be correct, which is not. So I don't know if that you can relate to that. Or Yeah. I think underreporting the amount of calories is probably sort of miles go to first. Um, Cause if someone is clearly, overweight then there has to be a point of um you know consuming too many calories at some point in one form or another mm. whether they're doing it subconsciously or consciously that's a different that's a different thing and sometimes it can be down to education you know just because them digestives as you mentioned are quite relatively quite small yeah. we have this this concept that that's not a lot of calories in there but we compare it to um, a whole plate of nutritious food and lean proteins, we associate that with a big meal. Yeah. So it, it, it does come down to a lot of education. And we've got other areas as well where people tend to unreport. You know, that, you know, a lot of clients I've worked in the past will tell you their perfect food diary Monday to Friday. And at the weekend or Friday, Saturday or Sunday night, they'll drink their weight in alcohol. Yeah. And Alcohol is pretty calorie dense in any form. And if you put mixes with it as well, it doubles up on the calories. And it doesn't actually feel like we're consuming a lot of calories because that it's, it's liquids. Yeah. And then obviously the thing with alcohol is the repercussions after. You know, you know, I don't know if you're like me, Mike, on a hangover day, you'll li literally eat anything. Oh, mate, uh, you know what? I've actually tried to plan flight, right? I'm going out with the lads. Tomorrow I've got all my vegetables lined up, my smoothies. 
when you wake up, their head is banging. Nah, and, you ain't gonna do you know, that. You, you're in a foul mood. You, you, your, your wallet's empty, apart from a few receipts. Thought of just chucking down a, a broccoli, spinach, and kale compared to like, oh, a cheeky McDonald's breakfast. It, we all know where you're going to go. So oh, I think yeah. we can all have the best intentions, but your body's dehydrated. You know, your blood sugar levels are, are dropping. You're going to be craving yeah. anything it's sugary, carbohydrate, high fat, aren't you? Yeah. And before you know it, you've already added an extra two days worth of calories on top mm. of your normal amount and kind of wipes out maybe anything mm. you've done during the week. So unfortunately, it is really, really easily done through booze and junk food. Just say, for example, you know, I was going down just for a drink a few, on your own, a few <laughs> social distancing drinks. What would be the sort of the main offenders to, to be wary of? And what would be perhaps the alternative options, would you say, for our, our keen listeners? I mean, when it comes to alternatives, I believe that some, I, I believe personally, if you're going to drink alcohol, drink something you enjoy drinking, just have it in moderation. I'd much rather have a little bit, let, not have five points, have two points, but have two points of stuff I really enjoy. That's me personally. Obviously, beer being one, wine being another. Um, and then even when it comes to spirits, there are calories in spirits. I know a lot of people think gin and tonics are calorie free nowadays. Um, but it's usually the mixer you put in with it as well. Like, um, full, full, yeah. I'll say the word full fat, it's not full fat, it's full sugar, full yeah. sugar lemonade or uh, yeah. Coke or whatever. Got an interesting story about spirits. Go on, mate, you go for it. A ghost walks into a bar, sits down, says to the barman, can I have a vodka and Coke? Barman says, sorry, mate, we don't serve spirits here. <laughs> Classic dad joke, that, isn't it? Classic <laughs> dad joke. <laughs> Wee. Carry on, sorry. Yeah, um, yeah. So I know there's like low calorie beers and stuff like that, and people drink prosecco because it's a bit lower calorie. But in the grand scheme of things, if you'd rather drink a low calorie beer and drink more of them, go mm. for it. If not, I would personally just sort of cut back and just really enjoy what you enjoy. So going back to your your challenge that you had with uh, Ryan, yeah, it's interesting to see how much weight can you gain in an actual day. In you know, it's like you go on holiday within like five days, you've gained like eight pounds yeah. and you think, what, you know, and that's a natural, people, people think I've gained eight pounds of fat. It's yeah. not necessarily true, is it really? Yeah. Majority is actually water weight as well. Cause you, you, you know, you consume in more carbohydrates, which holds two to three grams of water per carb stored. You've increased your sodium intake because you're having more yeah. things like crisps so you can hold more water and you probably mm. start drinking less water so you end up holding more water. So a lot of rapid weight gain, which you might think is fat, is water. And in reverse, rapid weight loss. You know, when people mm. lose half a stone in a week, the majority yeah. is water, from being honest. There are some studies of researchers overfeeding people just to see what happens. And, and um, this is one study... Uh, University of Colorado, and they they overfed sixteen people about fourteen hundred calories extra per day than they used to. Okay, yeah. which is a fair amount. They did this for about um, two weeks every day. Okay, they gained about three pounds of fat. Okay, after three weeks, in regards to sort of like a different study, twenty nine overweight men who ate twelve hundred to fifteen hundred calories every day for eight weeks, the average person gained nine pounds of fat. So that works out to about 1.1 pounds per week from that as well. Despite obviously them smashing all the food down, they only gained about a fifth of a pound of fat per day. So if you've had a binge, you know, don't think, oh, you know, I'm on the scales next not two, three days later. I'm six pounds heavier. I'm, you're not six pounds more body fat. 
Yeah, I mean, that's the thing about weighing yourself as well, man, to sort of track progress. It's not really a true reflective if no. you're losing body fat. And yeah. fat loss is really everyone's goal when it comes to weight loss. Weight loss is just how much you lose or yeah. gain on the scale. Um, another thing that I've noticed with a lot of people, while well, they struggle, uh, while they actively gain weight, actually, and that mm. could be the, probably the lack of daily movement. So the amount people move every day. Um, for example, you know, you may get some people maybe exercise every single day, Mike, for say 45 minutes to 60 minutes. But if they are spent the majority of their day asleep or sitting down at a desk in a car on a train, they are sedentary. Yeah. As we yeah. know, getting clients to move as much as we can is really important when it comes to fat loss. If it's a good habit, you're going to be doing it anyway. So yeah. that's it. Build, try and build it as a habit rather than a, a tool for fat loss. It shouldn't, exercise should never be a tool for fat loss. It should be something that we use for our mental and physical health. And yeah. as a good side benefit, it helps regards to our weight maintenance, doesn't it? Yeah. And as well, they can listen to this podcast while they're on a walk. So it'd be absolutely well, perfect. We've got yes. 19 in the bank. So that's yeah. 19, 30 minute walks. Yeah, it's good. But honestly, that is the number one I go to with clients when they come to me looking for fat loss is yeah. not really change their diet too much is to get that client moving. And I know some people out there will say, I haven't got enough time I'm at a desk all day. And I hear you. I understand. You know, you have to work on a, a laptop or a computer. That is your, that's your job for the majority of the time. However, if you do have time in the morning, you might have to get up a little bit early and get yourself out and walk or out on your lunch break or after work or whenever it is, because you guys know your schedules better than what I do. Yeah. But even if you go 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes at night, you've accumulated 40 minutes of constant walking. And yeah. if you really, 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 really cannot do this, you're being 100% honest with yourself and you cannot manage it. That is a time to reduce your calories. But that is only if you cannot move any more than what you're moving already. I found a short uh, TED talk from um, a lady called Laurie Coots, um, very sort of, very useful actually. And she spoke about the psychological approach to sort of weight loss. I know we're talking about weight gain here, but for people who have gained a, a stone or, or more so and, and are considering, you know, or not sure as to how to approach it, a few points that she made, which I, which I really liked, and she said that, you should always imagine your future self and start living it now. Imagine where you want to be and start living in that, in that way now. And like you mentioned, tracking progress is critical. That's a critical part to your success. You must track your progress. Um, sleep, you know, we spoke about sleep, the importance of that. She talks about portion control. Eat slowly, smaller plates, enjoying your food, moving more often like what we speak about. She went, life's too short to live without ice cream, which I totally agree. I love ice cream. Yeah. And I think, like I say, you know, you find ways to enjoy the foods that, that you enjoy still. Last two, she went, is break your journey into little battles. And it is. Transforming your lifestyle is going to be a battle and break it down to mini battles. And the last one, start eating like your life depends on it, because it does. And for those people who, you know, have some health problems as a result of being overweight, your life depends on it. Yeah, 100%. Matt. Just a quick one. That it's a bit dark in your room, isn't it? <laughs> no. It's, uh, look, look, look. I can't see. Are you? Is it some Halloween special or something? Mate, mate, mate. 
We started, it was light, and now it's fucking dark. <laughs> I've got shorts on, I'm about to go work in a minute as well. Okay. Getting, oh, mate, I've got the trousers ain't clean, my trousers ain't clean. <laughs> and, so, um, yeah. <laughs> on that note, from me, guys, stay safe. And remember, stay guys, well. the transformation always starts from the head up first. Peace. What he said.